Don't provoke the bear. He stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. The spirit lifted me up between the earth and heaven and in visions of God, he took me to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court where the idol that provokes him to jealousy stood. Ezekiel, the eighth chapter and the third verse. Today's podcast, again, is called Don't Provoke the Bear. Don't Provoke the Bear, a common saying used to warn those being careless, fearless, ignorant, and foolish about the dangers of making a bear angry. While the bear slumbers or is in in hibernation, a state of peace and happiness can be projected, an image that masks a harsh reality. Though they might be cute and seem harmless, even the youngest bear has the power to alter one's course of existence. Time and time again, people took for granted the power of the bear, even thinking that it could beat the bear by someone who was strong or either studied or knowledgeable about his habits and behavior, and they would always overlook two important factors. One, not knowing the mind of the bear. Two, not understanding his complete nature. Well, in this passage, we encounter God's prophet hosting the elders in his home. Without a word, God shows Ezekiel the condition of those in the midst of him without a confession. He allows Ezekiel in these visions to see through his eyes. He peers down and immediately encounters an idol. Thank God we're in the house of the Lord. The idol was in the inner court where the priests were to reside and to offer up sacrifices to atone for the sins of the people. They had taken some of the gods from other cultures and had included them in worship along with the worship of the true and living God. God had a roommate? After all God had done for Israel and Judah, he was given a roommate and forced to share space with one who had no power or the capability to love, to protect, or to provide. God had a roommate. They worshiped and attributed to these idols things that were given to them by the Lord himself. They sought them for life, protection, and provision. And in doing so, they provoked the bear. I wondered to myself, how many temples, homes, and hearts are God forced to be a roommate in? How often do we move God into a living condition where he is treated like a renter and given a lease on that which he owns? How often is God asked to entertain new tenants, lease out space to those who do not belong in his presence? He shares his temple with paintings and statues when his temple was designed to paint his image upon the people and to teach them his statues. Sadly, I believe he sees more of the same today. While our God has upheld his covenant, and remain consistent, our behavior all along has caused us to experience 
earthly judgment and or punishment, which to many has been unbearable. Sadly, this did not lead to a correction of their actions and has not led to the correction of ours either. They continued down the path, in some cases unaware that the bear had been provoked. They continued in the error of their ways, and the prophets, priests, and elders had not corrected it, partly because they were living in error too. We find out via visions of God that the elders who sat in Ezekiel's home had lived lives in the dark. They committed atrocities against God in their hopelessness, not believing that correcting the error of their ways would lead God to change their circumstances. Each elder God revealed to Ezekiel had their own personal shrine in their room. Yes, the room that God provided. Each elder had their own personal shrine in their room. After service, they went to their rooms and worshiped a God that did not provide. And sadly, we do the same. They served in the temple, advised the people, and then gave their intimate self to an inanimate object. Much like then, God watched the sin through the eyes of love and through the shades of jealousy. Though he loved his people, he was and still is a very jealous God. So what is your practice? I imagine that God knows the difficulty many of us face. He watches second to second updates of those of us who he loved and has lost and is envious of us living out our lives with an insufficient replacement. How sad it must be for him to see us chasing temporary fulfillment while complete provision is just a prayer away. I ask you, what's in your gateway? Is there something preventing God from seeing and receiving your sacrifice? What in your life is provoking God's wrath? Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we thank you for this time. God, we pray that there will be nothing that would ever stand in between us and you. God, it is not our intentions to provoke the bear. We love you. Amen.